0: Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Murmurings, the National Credit Union Foundation podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Morris, Director of Communications at the Foundation, where every podcast we're highlighting best practices around financial education, financial well-being, philosophy, and philanthropy in the credit union space. Why? That's what we do at the National Credit Union Foundation, providing tools, resources, programs, and more to credit unions and credit union organizations to help their members improve their financial lives. So before we get into today's podcast, first some foundation news, which I think you'll find useful. Uh, We have brand new session materials on leveraging the creating difference. So these are free tools you can use to help train your coworkers, board, and senior leadership to help them understand how to balance the business and social mission work of credit unions. Basically, how to understand the credit difference, what it is, get excited about it, get jazzed about credit unions. We have sample outlines and presentation uh, PowerPoints from 60 minutes to two full days. So check those out. Also, on the BizKids front, you've heard of that on this podcast, one of our uh, flagship programs we're happy to support. So we have a brand new season of the show that teaches kids how to make and manage money. So season six is hitting the airwaves, giving you now 71 episodes to leverage in your financial education outreach. Check out the new episodes, free curriculum, all of that good stuff uh, at ncuf.coop, as well as those session materials I just mentioned. So in this episode, it's August, which means kids across the country are starting school. Therefore, we have a special back to school episode for you, as this is an area where many credit unions do a lot of amazing work. So Educators Credit Union is one of those amazing credit unions based in Racine, Wisconsin, was actually founded by teachers in 1937 and is now a billion-dollar financial institution serving everyone in their communities. We talk with Victor Frazier, Director of Community Engagement, about educators' community outreach involving area schools, financial education efforts, their in-school branches, and much, much more. So with that, let's go now to my conversation with Victor. <music> Victor, thank you so much for being on Mermaids podcast. Just to start, if you could and talk a little bit about Educators Credit Union.
1: Yeah, sure. Educators Credit Union was founded in Racine, Wisconsin, back in 1937. So we're very happy to be celebrating our 80th year in operation. Uh, way back then, we were called Racine Teachers Credit Union. So we kind of uh, kept the educational uh, passion with us and kept that in our name. And we are a billion-dollar credit union. We have uh, 19 branches in southeast Wisconsin, and uh, one of our major drives is providing our members with the appropriate tools to make themselves financially savvy. Um, I'm not a really big fan of that term, financially literate, because nobody likes to be called illiterate, so I like to say financially empowered. So we like to financially empower our members.
0: That is true. I, I even stopped saying financial literacy because, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a weird, uh, financially empowered, I like that. So, and then educators, credit union, first glance, I would I would guess, and obviously I know this, I'm just doing this for the benefit of the listeners. You should yeah, guess, sure. you know, you work a well lot with the educational system. So where did uh, mm-hmm. educators come from, that name?
1: Yeah, the, the name actually, when we went through a rebranding process about uh, 10 years ago now, uh, we really took a hard look at our name and we kind of had that struggle like, oh, they're close charter. They're only for teachers. You can't join. And then we had a pretty big field of membership uh, back then. We were open to anybody in the education field and their family, also uh, health care, which was huge, and also government. And then now we're community charter, but we kind of flipped it. We are the educators. We're, you come to us to get educated about your financial needs and how to make those dreams that you uh, have uh, for all the hard work you do for your money come true. So that's why we kept the name Educators, because we really kind of looked at it. I know it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a stretch to get there, but we didn't want to go uh, and cut our ties completely with the the base that has served us so well over these last 80 years. So we really wanted to keep that name and keep that spirit of uh, imparting information on people. That's why we kept the name Educators.
0: Love that. You know what's cool about that, I think, is you kind of just, what a neat way to build on your legacy. Not only are you still serving Mm -hmm. that community, but then, hey, we're the educated here. It's a good way of, what do the kids used to say, that you flip the script. Yes, yes, that's it.
1: Yes, Exactly.
0: Love it. So one reason I don't have you on, because you guys do so much great work, uh, obviously, in the educational community and uh, to financially empower folks. And it's it's already August. It's back-to-school time. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of credit coast-to-coast doing tons around community outreach and, of course, have back, back drives and all these mm-hmm. um, interesting things. What what do educators do?
1: Yeah, we have a unique uh, partnership with a non-for-profit radio station here, and it's called 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And it is a completely um, driven by its membership. So they do a lot of really neat things for the community. So we partner with them this year, and we actually are having a uh, backpack drive, just like many other community credit unions are. And we have, a, you can drop it off at our educators locations. You can actually go right up to the radio station and drop it off there as well. We have a ton of social media presence, just spreading the word about getting uh, those. Items so needed to the kids because a lot of kids, unfortunately, are going to go back to school with an empty backpack if they even have a backpack. So we're doing a lot to get those those initiatives out there, and in partnering with a with a radio station that really is kind of in step with us is really helping that uh, come true.
0: Great, and the cool thing about the partnership, just listening to you, I mean, I think sometimes people see that stuff and like, oh, think it's good. I don't know. I- Where's a branch? I gotta find that. But automatically, boom, yep. you can you drop it off at the radio station somewhere else. And I think it is so important. I, mean, I was just talking to another group uh, earlier this week that held a backpack drive around town. I said, you know, people don't realize. Just I was in was lucky enough. I was in and out of poverty as, as, as a kid. But even now, as I volunteer a lot at, at a local yep. nonprofit, and just an, getting a kid a name brand a backpack, you know, like that really cool Spider-Man backpack, or you know, Wonder yep. Woman, whatever it is. I'm a nerd, so I'm gonna gravitate towards that stuff. But having Something like that can change the dynamic and their, their mindset, their self-esteem for yep. the whole year. Just getting name-brand, you know, Crayola markers. Exactly. I mean, that's that's really good stuff. So kudos to you and all the creatives that do that kind of thing. It's just I think yeah. sometimes it's like oh, it's just pencils. And It's like yeah, you know, it's bigger than that. This could be
1: oh, yeah, it is. is a big deal. Back in my day, it was the trapper keeper.
0: I was gonna say I, my <laughs> wife and I were just talking about that the other day. It was just like that was you know all the other stuff was fine, but getting the coolest trapper trapper keeper for the yep. year that was that set the tone. <laughs> you, yeah, I and mean, you
1: had to yeah. I remember I painfully had to go from store to store with oh my, my mom because I I had to have the Star Wars trapper oh. keeper.
0: So younger people listening, just Google Trapper Keeper and you'll see what I'm talking about. It was, like, it was pretty much everything. You didn't have to go out and buy a bunch of folders and spiral notebooks. Like every, It was had everything. It had the po- right. pocket for yep. the pencil. Anyway, that's and a it, was, tangent. it was
1: cutting edge because of that angled cut, too. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good.
0: I, that was my favorite part of back-to-school shopping. So anyway. yes. So financial education, we talked a little bit about that. I would guess educators does a lot in this area. So what's kind of the, the big things that you guys do in terms of financial
1: education? Sure. Yeah, we have three uh, major areas that we really concentrate on with our financial uh, education. Uh, one is our reality check days. Uh, we host about 10 reality check days throughout the course of a school year, and we do it a bunch of different ways. Um, we can fully do everything for the school, or we can just play a support role for the school. We kind of leave it up to the schools and and what they have been doing. I'm really excited. Uh, this year, we're partnering with our local school district here, we're seeing. Unified School District, and in two days we're going to have all of the juniors come through, and that is going to be twelve hundred students over two days. So wow. I, I think that's the largest in Wisconsin. I might be wrong on on that one, but we're really excited in that partnership.
0: That's amazing. So twelve hundred students, and I should back up a little bit. So reality mm-hmm. check days, those are basically what we would call, I mean, it's a reality fair, right?
1: Correct. Or Mad City Money Mad City is, is Money. Una- yeah, what, yeah, yeah is another one that is is very popular. And so it, it's just a, a great hands-on, um, immersive financial literacy experience. So many kids walk out of that experience just really wanting to go home and just, hey, thank mom and dad for, oh hey, gosh. you paid all these bills all these years. So that's, that's, that's one of the fun ones. Uh, the other two big avenues that we have is that we have uh, high school branches that are actually inside of high schools, and they're actually run by a high school advisor and then the high school students themselves. Are running these branches. And uh, if all goes well, we'll be uh, collecting a memorandum of understanding on Monday from another local school. So hopefully in the 17-18 year, we'll have four schools that are, are running and getting that financial literacy right out to the kids where they are. And then the the third major area that we work on is that we have a pretty robust co-op program, the credit union, and we modeled it off of the Wisconsin Youth Apprenticeship Program so it's not just kids showing up and they work you know, from noon until five and then their advisor comes in every two to three months and, oh, yes, yeah, Johnny doing okay, yeah, everything's fine. We actually have them go through different assignments. One of them is, is they actually have to read the, the book, uh, People, Not Profits, and they have to write an essay about it. They have to read Question Behind the Question about good member service skills. They have to do a, a um, video about our scholarship program. So we have a pretty robust schedule for them. And, uh, when they come out of it, we have a retention rate of about sixty five percent of our co ops will stay on with a credit union after their experience in high school has ended, which I think is pretty pretty phenomenal and The other thing that we really looked at this year is um you know with the, the everybody's lobby traffic kind of slowing down, and you know tellers you know everybody wanting to look at the uh, interactive teller machines, we kind of opened our back office operations up to the co-op experience as well. So this year we have a co-op that is working in our phone center and which is we call our member response center. We also have a co-op that is in our accounting department and then we also have a co-op that is actually working in one of our interactive teller machines. So really trying to open up more of those experiences other than just a teller for the co-op
0: position. So I want to go back to um, one thing. You you talked a little bit about your your branches, the in-school branches. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've had one or two people on the podcast talk just briefly about them. But it's interesting because I think Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, has the most in-school branches than any other state. I'm pretty sure.
1: I think it would would be us or or Michigan. I know Michigan has a a lot, but I think they do more of a... Like they come and set up in elementary schools for like a day or two, so it's not a, a full-on branch, branch. I would say.
0: Yeah. So w- with the in-school branches, I mean, I wonder for people listening and kind of curious about it, what would the benefits be of having an in-school branch?
1: Sure. Aside from one of the,
0: obviously educating, you know, the teenagers about the awesomeness yeah. of credit unions, but
1: one of the things uh, that that we find is the most effective is is that we're getting the correct information out to the population that needs it the most. Um, unfortunately, finance in our society is still kind of a taboo topic, It's kind of like the birds and the bees. I know when I was growing up, my parents didn't sit me down and say, hey, here's what you know, is a checkbook. Here's what insurance is. Here's why retirement is important. Here's how your debit card works. That just didn't happen, and a lot of schools now are being put in that position there. A lot of, I know in the state of Wisconsin, they're looking at making financial literacy a graduation requirement, and a lot of outlying districts already have that as a graduation requirement, but the great part about having the in-school branch is that they're comfortable coming in and asking those questions. And then especially with having their peers running it, they're like, oh, yeah, I can just go ask my friend who's working at the credit union, what is the whole deal with these holds on credit debit cards? Why can't I ever seem to figure out how much money I have in my checkbook? So they're getting the information from their peers. And then the other kind of ancillary benefit is, is that these kids walk out of high school with the knowledge and the experience of working for a billion-dollar uh, organization. So that's an amazing thing to put on their resume.
0: So, yeah, aside from the job experience, I would guess, again, not having seen the data, but most of these teens would you know open a crediting account. Do you have any data in terms of do they stay with the crediting?
1: Oh, yeah. That attention. was one of the things that when I came into this position about three years ago, there wasn't a lot of data mining going on. Um, so I implemented a tracking record on our back end on our core system where it doesn't change the branch that they're affiliated with, but I can kind of track them through their life. And we have an 85% retention rate for our high school accounts. And right now, our product per member is three, I'm sorry, 4.36 products per member for our high school account. so I just think that that is absolutely amazing.
0: Really amazing. I mean, I would guess I was like with well, their attention, because I remember reading some stats somewhere. It's just like, hey, if you open up an account with a teen or a college student, most of the time they're going to keep that account just because they know it, and that's the first one. It's just given. So that's more proof and how great that it's with you know educators creating as opposed to you know,
1: absolutely. Whatever else.
0: Anyway, um, I want to talk about you know we talked about the. Um, Community outreach and financial education and in school branches. So mm-hmm. given just you know, all the things you do in the community uh, in your role, what kind of lessons learned do you have or just folks listening in this area? what kind of advice would you give?
1: one of the, one of the key things is is uh, get to know your administration for the districts or the schools that you you want to go into and make sure that you have a champion inside of that school. Hopefully, they're a member. Um, And they can really sing the praises of the credit union. Without that champion and without that relationship uh, with the school, sometimes you can be seen as a vendor, not a partner. And that can be a real uh, challenge for some financial institutions because uh, some people will get really sensitive as soon as you start wanting to come in. They'll say, oh, what are you doing trying to give these kids credit cards? like, no, this is we don't even have credit cards anywhere in our branches. We don't talk about credit cards. If a kid asks a question, we'll give them the great information. But again, building that relationship and building that trust and having that champion are are really key. And then also just realize that each school is its own microcosm. What works in high school A is not necessarily going to work in high school B. Uh, We're very lucky in this area that we have some wonderful Uh, Teachers that work with us in our advising role for the high school branches and they're very creative and they come up with wonderful campaigns each year for the credit union, but each school is different. And we've tried uh, to do some things uh, to encourage that, you know, like, hey, is this a big deal for you? Like at one of our schools, football is huge. Another one, eh, not so much. So we kind of tailored the marketing campaigns to to reflect that. And, again, that's really the the benefit of having that that advocate inside the school for you as well.
0: So this is one of my favorite questions. But, (laughs) you you know, you've done this for a while and you get to do, uh, I I assume this is, you know, your area. We get to do all of these great things, working in the schools and community. What's been your favorite part or one of your favorite parts in terms of working in this area?
1: Uh, One of my favorite parts is just Having the knowledge that these kids are walking away with more than I left high school with, Uh, one of the things that I always uh, enjoy about reality check days is the phrase, and they've always said it, and anybody that's listening, whoever's done a reality check day or something similar to it knows is, man, I didn't know kids were so expensive. you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, life is expensive. So again, teaching them those lessons and then getting them to have just some self-confidence about it. Uh, We have many of our uh, student population, unfortunately, um, they're in a situation where they um, can't have an account with their parent uh, because the parent will, you know, try to take some of the kid's money. So showing these kids that, yeah, you can be financially independent and yeah, you can make it and you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You just have a, have a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of discipline with your money and and it can take you places. So that's one of the things that I really enjoy seeing. Um this is the kids, you know, feel empowered and one uh, particular memory I have is we have a picture our card debit cards and this kid was so happy he came in he's like here's here's me and my mom this is my first debit card and it just kind of tugs at your heartstrings
0: that's such a great story yeah that, that's that kind of stuff you know i'm empowering them i love what you talked about just especially in a different fun you know every kid is in different situations but sometimes knowing hey you can be financially independent and giving them that knowledge which could Changes our financial future is pretty. It's pretty amazing. And we get to do that kind of stuff. So how lucky yep. are we? Absolutely. Um, so kind of just summing up, what's you know I know we're we're in August here, and I'm sure you're ramping up for another school year and everything else. But what's on the horizon for for you and educators?
1: Uh, we're really excited. We're bringing on uh, another team member into the department. So I'm really excited to be mentoring uh, one of our employees to kind of have a little bit more resources. I mean, that's one of the things that credit unions are. Are good at is using our resources effectively, Uh, but it's going to be nice to be able to to impart some of my knowledge onto to to another person, so we can have more of an impact with the the schools that we already are servicing. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. I'm always excited about our partnerships we have. One of the things I I didn't mention earlier is we have some wonderful partners in the financial literacy world with uh, Bonsai and Everfi. They're two online turnkey financial literacy platforms that are just, just amazing to work with, and, and the teachers really enjoy them. And just getting spreading that word out even more is one of the things that's always is exciting to get uh, started at the school year, see how many schools we can impact each year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, you know, I I follow educators on social media, so I'm excited to kind of, and I encourage people listening to follow you guys because you always post really good stuff and engaging uh, things. And for me, I always see it, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You can learn something from that. So I'm looking forward to kind of following throughout the school year and everything else. And Victor, great. I just I can't thank you enough for sharing with us today. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris. All right, another great conversation with a great credit doing. Things. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know the Foundation is a big champion of reality fairs, and they popped up in a whole lot of episodes. So to learn more about reality fairs, um, I would check out episode number 11, which is kind of reality fair 101, to get started. As always, thanks for listening and to Victor today for sharing with us. Don't forget you can subscribe now to Murmurings on iTunes or their Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you usually listen to podcasts. For more information on the Foundation, Biz Kids, Reality Fairs, and so much more, visit ncuf.coop. Music for the podcast is by Kevin McLeod. And until next time, remember to keep purpose constant.